This episode of Getting the Word with Truth's Table is brought to you by IVP. The digital age commodifies our attention often without us realizing it. How can we open our eyes to the resulting dangers and the damage that can happen to our souls? Keep listening to find out more about Jay Kim's Analog Christian, a follow-up to his previous book, Analog Church. And by Truth's Table. If you've been blessed by these daily audio Bible podcast readings, please consider supporting Truth's Table on Patreon at patreon.com slash truthstable. This is IVP. Listening to Get in the Word with Truth's Table. Your word is truth, your word is life. Presented by Innervar City Press. Your word is truth, your word is life. A daily audio Bible podcast, read by Dr. Christina Edmondson. And Akemeni Uwan. Let's get in the Word, and may the Word get in us. Open our eyes, that we may behold wonderful things in your Word. Old Testament reading. 2 Kings chapter 13, verses 1 through 11. 2 Kings chapter 13, beginning at verse 1. Jehoahaz's reign over Israel. In the twenty-third year of the reign of Judah's king, Joash, son of Ahaziah, Jehu's son, Jehoahaz, became king over Israel. He reigned in Samaria for seventeen years. He did evil in the sight of the Lord. He continued in the sinful ways of Jeroboam, son of Nebat, who had encouraged Israel to sin. He did not repudiate those sins. The Lord was furious with Israel and handed them over to King Hazael of Syria and to Hazael's son, Ben-Hadad, for many years. Jehoahaz asked for the Lord's mercy, and the Lord responded favorably, for he saw that Israel was oppressed by the king of Syria. The Lord provided a deliverer for Israel, and they were freed from Syria's power. The Israelites once more lived in security, but they did not repudiate the sinful ways of the family of Jeroboam, who encouraged Israel to sin. They continued in those sins. There was even an Asherah pole standing in Samaria. Jehoahaz had no army left except for fifty horsemen, ten chariots, and 10,000 foot soldiers. The king of Syria had destroyed his troops and trampled on them as dust. The rest of the events of Jehoahaz's reign, including all his accomplishments and successes, are recorded in the scroll called the Annals of the Kings of Israel. Jehoahaz passed away and was buried in Samaria. His son, Jehoash, replaced him as king. Jehoahaz's reign over Israel. In the 37th year of King Jehoash's reign over Judah, Jehoahaz's son, Jehoash, became king over Israel. He reigned in Samaria for 16 years. He did evil in the sight of the Lord. He did not repudiate the sinful ways of Jeroboam, son of Nebat, who encouraged Israel to sin. He continued in those sins. 2 Kings chapter 12, verses 17 through 21. At that time, King Hazael of Syria attacked Gath and captured it. Hazael then decided to attack Jerusalem. King Jehoash 
of Judah collected all the sacred items that his ancestors Jehoshaphat, Jehoram, and Ahaziah, kings of Judah, had consecrated, as well as his own sacred items and all the gold that could be found in the treasuries of the Lord's temple and the royal palace, he sent it all to King Hazael of Syria, who then withdrew from Jerusalem. The rest of the events of Joash's reign, including all his accomplishments, are recorded in the scroll called the Annals of the Kings of Judah. His servants conspired against him and murdered Joash at Beth Milo, on the road that goes down to Selah. His servants, Jehozabad son of Shemith and Jehozabad son of Shomer, murdered him. He was buried with his ancestors in the city of David. His son, Amaziah, replaced him as king. 2 Kings chapter 13, verses 14 through 2 Kings chapter 14 verses 1 through 14. 2 Kings chapter 13, beginning at verse 14. Elisha makes one final prophecy. Now Elisha had a terminal illness. King Jehoash of Israel went down to visit him. He wept before him and said, My father, my father, the chariot and horsemen of Israel. Elisha told him, Take a bow and some arrows, and he did so. Then Elisha told the king of Israel, Aim the bow. He did so. And Elisha placed his hands on the king's hands. Elisha said, open the east window, and he did so. Elisha said, shoot, and he did so. Elisha said, this arrow symbolizes the victory the Lord will give you over Syria. You will annihilate Syria in Aphek. Then Elisha said, take the arrows, and he did so. He told the king of Israel, strike the ground. He struck the ground three times and stopped. The prophet got angry at him and said, If you had struck the ground five or six times, you would have annihilated Syria. But now you will defeat Syria only three times. Elisha died and was buried. Moabite raiding parties invaded the land at the beginning of the year. One day, some men were burying a man when they spotted a raiding party. So they threw the dead man into Elisha's tomb. When the body touched Elisha's bones, the dead man came to life and stood on his feet. Now King Hazael of Syria oppressed Israel throughout Jehoahaz's reign, but the Lord had mercy on them and felt pity for them. He extended his favor to them because of the promise he had made to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He has been unwilling to destroy them or remove them from his presence to this very day. When King Hazael of Syria died, his son Ben-Hadad replaced him as king. Jehoahaz's son, Jehoash, took back from Ben-Hadad, son of Hazael, the cities that he had taken from his father. Jehoahaz in war. Jehoash defeated him three times and recovered the Israelite cities. 2 Kings chapter 14, verses 1 through 14. Amaziah's reign over Judah. In the second year of the reign of Israel's king Joash, son of Jehoaz, Joash's son, Amaziah, became king over Judah. He was 25 years old when he began to reign, and he reigned for 29 years in Jerusalem. His mother was Jehoadan who was from Jerusalem. He did what the Lord approved, but not like David his ancestor had done. He followed the example of his father Joash, but the high places were not eliminated. The people continued to offer sacrifices and burn incense on the high places. When he had secured control of the kingdom, he executed the servants who had assassinated his father, but he did not execute the sons of the assassins. He obeyed the Lord's commandment as recorded in the scroll of the law of Moses. Fathers must not be put to death for what their sons do and sons must not be put to death for what their fathers do. A man must be put to death only for his own sin. He defeated 10,000 Edomites in the Salt Valley. He captured Selah in battle and renamed it Jokthil, a name it has retained to this very day. Then Amaziah sent messengers to Jehoash, son of Jehoahaz, son of Jehu, king of Israel. He said, come, let's meet face to face. 
King Jehoash of Israel sent this message back to King Amaziah of Judah. A thorn bush in Lebanon sent this message to a cedar in Lebanon. Give your daughter to my son as a wife. Then a wild animal of Lebanon came by and trampled down the thorn. You thoroughly defeated Edom, and it has gone to your head. Gloat over your success, but stay in your palace. Why bring calamity on yourself? Why bring down yourself and Judah along with you? But Amaziah would not heed the warning, so King Jehoash of Israel attacked. He and King Amaziah of Judah met face to face in Beth Shemesh of Judah. Judah was defeated by Israel, and each man ran back home. King Jehoash of Israel captured King Amaziah of Judah, son of Jehoash, son of Ahaziah, in Beth Shemesh. He attacked Jerusalem and broke down the wall of Jerusalem from the gate of Ephraim to the corner gate, a distance about 600 feet. He took away all the gold and silver, all the items found in the Lord's temple and in treasuries of the royal palace and some hostages. Then he went back to Samaria. Second Chronicles chapter 24, verses 23 through 27. At the beginning of the year, the Syrian army attacked Joash and invaded Judah and Jerusalem. They wiped out all the leaders and the people and sent all the plunder they gathered to the king of Damascus. Even though the invading Syrian army was relatively weak, the Lord handed over to them Judah's very large army. For the people of Judah had abandoned the Lord God of their ancestors. The Syrians gave Joash what he deserved. When they withdrew, they left Joash badly wounded. His servants plotted against him because of what he had done to the son of Jehoiada, the priest. They murdered him on his bed. Thus he died and was buried in the city of David, but not in the tombs of the kings. The conspirators were Zabad, son of Shemith, an Ammonite woman, and Jehozabad, son of Shimrith, a Moabite woman. The list of Joash's sons, the many prophetic oracles about him, and the account of his building project on God's temple are included in the record of the scroll of the kings. His son Amaziah replaced him as king. Psalm chapter 12. For the music director, according to the Shemineth style, a psalm of David. Deliver, Lord, for the godly have disappeared. People of integrity have vanished. People lie to one another. They flatter and deceive. May the Lord cut off all flattering lips and the tongue that boasts. They say, we speak persuasively and we know how to flatter and boast. Who is our master? Because of the violence done to the oppressed, because of the painful cries of the needy, I will spring into action, says the Lord. I will provide the safety they so desperately desire. The Lord's words are absolutely reliable. They are as untainted as silver purified in a furnace on the ground, where it is thoroughly refined. You, Lord, will protect them. You will continually shelter each one from these evil people. For the wicked seem to be everywhere when people promote evil. New Testament reading. John chapter 16, verses 5 through 33. But now I am going to the one who sent me. And not one of you is asking me, where are you going? Instead, your hearts are filled with sadness because I have said these things to you. But I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage that I am going away. For if I do not go away, the advocate will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will prove the world wrong concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. Concerning sin, because they do not believe in me. Concerning righteousness, because I am going to the Father and you will see me no longer. And concerning judgment, because the ruler of this world has been condemned. I have many more things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. But when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority. 
but will speak whatever he hears and will tell you what is to come. He will glorify me because he will receive from me what is mine and will tell it to you. Everything that the Father has is mine. That is why I said the Spirit will receive from me what is mine and will tell it to you. In a little while, you will see me no longer. Again, after a little while, you will see me. Then some of his disciples said to one another, What is the meaning of what he is saying? In a little while, you will not see me. Again, after a little while, you will see me. And because I am going to the Father. So they kept on repeating, What is the meaning of what he says? In a little while, we do not understand what he is talking about. Jesus could see that they wanted to ask him about these things. So he said to them, Are you asking each other about this? That I said, In a little while, you will not see me. Again, after a little while, you will see me? I tell you the solemn truth. You will weep and wail, but the world will rejoice. You will be sad, but your sadness will turn into joy. When a woman gives birth, she has distress because her time has come. But when her child is born, she no longer remembers the suffering because of her joy that a human being has been born into the world. So also you have sorrow now, but I will see you again and your hearts will rejoice and no one will take your joy away from you. At that time, you will ask me nothing. I tell you the solemn truth. Whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. Until now, you have not asked for anything in my name. Ask and you will receive it, so that your joy may be complete. I have told you these things in obscure figures of speech. A time is coming when I will no longer speak to you in obscure figures, but will tell you plainly about the Father. At that time, you will ask in my name, and I do not say that I will ask the Father on your behalf. For the Father himself loves you because you have loved me, and I believe that I came from God. I came from the Father and entered into the world, but in turn, I am leaving the world and going back to the Father. His disciples said, Look, now you are speaking plainly and not in obscure figures of speech. Now we know that you know everything and do not need anyone to ask you anything. Because of this, we believe that you have come from God. Jesus replied, Do you now believe? Look, a time is coming and has come when you will be scattered Each one to his own home. I will be left alone. Yet I am not alone because my Father is with me. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In the world you have trouble and suffering, but take courage. I have conquered the world. This is the word of God for the people of God. May God add a blessing to the reading of his word. Let us go boldly to God's throne of grace. Ooh, God of mystery, God of power, God of grace. Thank you for your word. Thank you, oh God, for the Holy Spirit. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you that Jesus talked about and prophesied about his own death and that if he didn't go, he couldn't send, couldn't send the spirit who dwells with us, who empowers us, who enables us to do the will of God that keeps us walking in the light. God, I thank you. Thank you for the promise of the Holy Spirit that's with us. Thank you for the promise that you, the thrice holy God, will never leave us nor forsake us. Thank you, O God, that the spirit of truth leads us into truth, teaches us, helps us to say no to ungodliness and yes to righteousness, teaches us about judgment and condemnation. Oh God, that is to come, that readies us, makes us ready for Jesus' return or for when we are called home. God, I pray that you, oh God, would help us to continually thank you, thrice holy God, for the Holy Spirit. May the Holy Spirit continue to convict us of sin and convince us of righteousness. There are indeed 
hard words and, and things that are hard to understand in your words. So we relate, oh God, to the disciples that were maybe a little confused and didn't quite understand what Jesus was saying. There are times where we, where we can feel that way when we're reading the scripture. And that's, that's when we ask the Holy Spirit to speak to us, to give us insight, to give us wisdom. That's when we lean on our church community to help us understand uh, your words so that we might walk in obedience to it, oh God. Would you help us to look for and to anticipate uh, Jesus' return, the day when we will be reunited, the day that we'll be worshiping around your throne. We will see Jesus face to face. We will, every knee will bow, every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. I pray that everybody does so by grace and not by force. Would you help us to enter in through the narrow gate? Would you help us to walk on the narrow path that leads to life and help us, O oh God, continue to honor the Holy Spirit who dwells within us? Our bodies are temples, holy temples unto the Lord. Help us to live that way. I pray this in the mighty and matchless name of Jesus. Amen. In Analog Christian, author J. Kim explores how followers of Jesus should respond to the digital age, which inclines us toward discontentment, fragility, and foolishness. He also discusses the theological basis for living in creative resistance to the forces of our day, and how Christians can cultivate the contentment, resilience, and wisdom to not only survive, but to thrive in this age. As a listener of this podcast, you can get 30% off plus free U.S. shipping when you use the promo code, the word. That's promo code T-H-E. W-O-R-D at ivpress.com. We pray this time of getting the word with Truth Table has encouraged us all to not only be hearers of God's word, but doers. Share your reflections on these scriptures with us on Twitter and Instagram using the hashtag GetInTheWord and hashtag TruthsTable. Saints, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. Go with God. Get in the Word with Truth's Table is a production of InterVarsity Press. For 75 years, IVP has created and published resources that deepen lives for Christ to engage the university, church, and the world. Visit ivpress.com for more information. Our Bible reading plan is from biblestudytogether.com, and the Bible version is the new English translation used by permission. Sound engineering is from Pottery Studios, and our executive producer is Helen Lee. Let's go, so, 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 so.